Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Hyphenation. Your dashing, debonair, and daring host, Kellen Conley. And we'll talk about one of the heaviest topics ever talked about today on the show. So I'm just going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Um, no Morgantown weather report today. It's being recorded the same day that I completed 117. We'll see how far I get because Angel and Lee are currently not home. It's a beautiful sunset though. I, I can say that much. The sunset is absolutely breathtaking. All right, with that said, and the picture taken, Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people, hyphenpodcastgroup.com. And then also brought to you by Mark Robb, written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show Mad Love Robinson, the M-A-R-C dot R-O-B, messed it up, the M-A-R-C R-O-B dot WordPress.com. TheMarkRob.wordpress.com. Read all his great writing over there. So, I never thought this topic scared me until it's like a podcast or whatever did not one but two topics, pods about this topic. Spiritual Warfare Part 1, Spiritual Warfare Part 2, those were all within the first 20 episodes of uh, it's like a podcast or whatever also powered by hyphen podcast group just had their 100th episode by the time you're hearing this they should be on 101 it'll be season 3 episode 1 I believe will be the official term fun fact before I get into this though these giant spiders have been making these cobwebs on the trampoline. And I've been trying to knock them down and then smushing the spiders with the broom. Well, the broom handle just cracked in half. And it was a metal one. It was an older broom, but your boy is that strong. But, yeah. I don't know how much time I have. I'm just going to let it fly and see where we go with this one. advice or whatever it's like comics conventions and cosplay or whatever it's like ladies night or whatever it's like wrestling or whatever it's like parenting or whatever it's like anime or whatever it's like spiritual warfare or whatever it's like Great friends, awesome people, coming around, doing what we do best. Or whatever. You should watch, listen, and follow. Or whatever. It's like a podcast or whatever. So, Spiritual Warfare Part 1 and Part 2 scared me. Because, I don't know. I 
may have even said it once on the pod, like very early on, that a couple things I never wanted to touch on was religion and politics on a podcast. And of course, I've dabbled in pod- politics and politics and politics. Of course, I had a whole episode, not a whole episode, but an de- episode where I had a lengthy discussion about the state of the country after. Donald won the election in 2016. So I I haven't shied away from that. And there's been a few times that he's been in the news. And I've talked about that here and there. But I've never talked about religion. And I kind of feel like now is as good as any. Kind of get into it. So let me start this out by saying every Sunday, Angel, Ali, and I, we go as a family to church now. We found a local church here in Morgantown that we really enjoy. The first priest that I've actually been, I'm very impressed by. The way that this priest carries himself, his his homilies, his sermons. They're relatable. They're not literally this the sermons I've heard my whole life where it's like we're going to read this out of the book of revelations and then I'm going to say over and over for 10 minutes how this relates to your life and he's very relatable and he's very current very aware of the ever-changing world so easily in my whole life this is the best preacher pastor father priest I've ever had we go to a Catholic church I don't know if I mentioned that Angel was raised Catholic was in the Catholic church pretty much up until high school and then when she started college she kind of fell out of it her and her family would try to attend the major masses like Christmas, Easter, Ash Wednesday sometimes, but throughout our relationship, Angel had never, not not that she didn't express that she was Catholic and things like that, but she had just fallen out of going to church, just got out of the habit. And then when Aaliyah was born, we did get her baptized in a Catholic church and then that was kind of it like we tried to attend church a little bit after that but with Aaliyah being so small it was just very hard for us to do that on a consistent basis and we didn't really love the church and we tried out another church here in Morgantown and we didn't really love this one so once um, we attended this church we're at now um, at um, Angel's friend Maggie's urging um, who, she's also a part of that church we went to this church and I gotta say that all three of us really love it there like Elias in Sunday school now she's starting her second year doing that I just started that last Sunday um, Angel is, has joined the Catholic Daughters so she is um, a, a part of the church and or doing church functions. I, I, I took Aaliyah to a uh, church event last 
fall or winter or something. So, I, I, I think we're going to stick around, <laughs> is the thing. Now, I say that because I'm fairly certain, <laughs> unless my dad surprises me somehow and breaks out some information I don't know, but I was told around the age of 9, 10, that I was not baptized. And I don't remember Rama reasoning. It could have happened to do with the fact that my that Barbara, my birth mother, and my dad weren't together, and it wasn't a decision they really made together, and that neither of them were very heavy in the church at the time. So I'm not really sure as to why I was not baptized. I'm reading your asshole chat. Some good stuff's happening there. Shout out to Handsome Bane. <sighs> but my earliest memories of church, so of religion at all, started around nine or ten. I'd always heard the idea of God, and you know, but it, I I never had any kind of church. You know, there were like. I know my grandfather was real big with going to Mount Carmel and Winchester. Um, he never... Um, my dad just never was about that. No, he never went about that life. But then as my granddad got older and he couldn't go anymore, he just didn't go. And, some, and like I remember one time me and my dad took him for like a Father's Day to church and his hearing was bad too. So that didn't help either. Um... I just never had exposure. So Bonnie, my stepmother, adoptive mother, she decided in like 93, it feels like, she decided that she was going to get herself baptized. Now 93 was literally five years shy of her 50th birthday. She turned 50 in 1998, January 30th. And something in 1993, she just decided that she was going to get baptized. And she started going to a local church in Cape and Bridge. And her and another friend, might have been one of my aunts, I can't remember for sure, decided they were going to go back to church. And they ended up getting baptized in Cape Cape and River. And so once I was like, what's baptized, you know? What is that? I didn't know. My mom was like, well, that's when they um, they dunk you in water. And it's like you're being reborn. And you're accepting God and Jesus Christ as your your Savior, you know? Truth and Savior. Oh, how's it go? See? As your Lord and Savior. There we go. Except in God and Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. And I was like, well, I want to get baptized. Because I wasn't, from what I was told. And Mom told me that she said I needed to start learning about God and Jesus and everything. And once I understood the stories and understood more about the Bible and just 
spirituality, wow, spirituality, spirituality, wow, spiritual, spirituality about religion. She said that then we can look into seeing about me going and getting baptized. So she got me a couple um, kids Bible books that had like stories about the Bible, but they were supposed to, they were like written to a kid's level so they could understand the, I could understand the basics, everything. And I eventually read that whole book. And then she even had a Bible in the back of her, her old 1994 Honda Prelude. I think it was a 94 Honda Prelude. It might have been 92 Honda Prelude. She loved that car. And when I, I used to be in the back of the car sometimes and there'd be nothing to do, I would read the Bible in the car, just reading verses and stuff. And I was comprehending them because I kind of knew the basis of things. And mom got baptized and she went to church for a while and then all of a sudden she stopped going to church. Just stopped being a thing for her and, you know. But one thing that mom always just drove home to me, she was always very spiritual. Spirituality. I'm about to listen to Podcast 101. Hold on. Hold on. Because I, I have to hear it now, or I'm not going to say it right the rest of the podcast. Wow. It still almost spelled it right. Spirit. Alright, let's see. Spiritually. Spiritual. That's spiritually. How about spirituality? Here we go. Let's see. Oh. How to say. Spirituality. Spirituality. Yeah, spirituality. Wrestle chat, I can't with y'all because Annabelle wants to be the attitude error. Mom was always very spiritual, so she always made sure, and she's the first person really still to sit me. We say grace before we eat, and she was the first person that taught me God is great, God is good. And we thank him for our food. I'd never done that at all. And the funny thing is my family came from a very, at least my mom's side and my grandfather, of course, they came from a very religious background, you know, like raised in church. And so I never understood why the church stopped being a thing by the time I came around. But she taught me my prayer. She was telling me I needed to say my prayers every night. And I can probably say that from the age of 10 until, shoot, until I left left the house, I would literally lay down and I wouldn't always get on my knees and fold my hands, but I would take a few minutes before I drift off to sleep and say my prayers and thank God. And so... I felt like I had developed, by the t- at least by the time I was 17, 18, just from that and just from what my mom taught me. I thought I had developed a pretty strong spiritual connection with believing in God and believing in Jesus and believing in the teachings. I just never had the church part of it. So, I'd say it was like 96, 95, hell knows. 
94, somewhere in there. Mom decided that she was going to learn how, I don't know what started, but mom decided she was going to take classes to learn how to be a hypnotherapist. Now, it's not waving the watch in front of people's faces or anything like that. It's literally, you have someone in a comfortable position, sitting, whatever, long as they're comfortable, laying, and then you have them close their eyes and you tell them, focus on nothing but the sound of my voice. And I've seen mom put people under. I've been under a few times, but I feel like I wasn't under. But I couldn't tell you I wasn't because I always felt like I could move, but I just chose not to. So I don't know. But she literally started taking classes on hypnotherapy because hypnotherapy, I'm guessing in the mid-90s, kind of got caught a little fad where people were going to hypnotherapists for their problems, like issues, smoking issues, eating issues, um, for help with like it, it gets it gets kind of crazy if you go down the hypnotherapy rabbit hole it's a lot more than i want to quit smoking so i got hypnotized like get out is super real for me like i wish i could watch get out with my mother because when when uh old girl puts uh puts um god i'm terrible with names puts chris there we go under that i mean that is very close to the idea of hypnotism. Because literally, it was her talking in a plain voice. There was... I don't know about the whole spoon in the cup thing. But it was the ambient noise that got Chris to focus on her voice. And then when she went under, when he went under... You don't go to a sunken place by any means, but you literally are feeling like you're resting, but you're not resting. I mean, you're not asleep. I mean, you can hear everything, but you're not fully awake is the idea of what you are when you're under hypnotherapy. But mom got so deep into the hypnotherapy that, I mean, she got to the point where... People were literally calling her and God bless his, God rest his soul, her friend Noble Clark, her partner for many years. They were literally calling them to come miles away from home to come and literally cleanse spirits from people. And it, it's not a joke. You might think I'm a kook, but I never saw any of these things in person, but and maybe it's a naivete of me believing my mother over anything. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, let's fuck it. Let's just throw it out there. Like, do you believe in ghosts, Kellen? Yep, 100%. Do you think ghosts can hurt you? No, but they can attach to your, to your spirit. And then they can affect, your, affect how you're acting. 100% believe that shit. Uh, do you believe that uh, there are chakras and all that and there's ways to open up your mind to new things? And Yeah, I totally bought into it. 
Let, let me tell you one of the freakiest things, and I know I'm, I'm already off base, but this has something to do with my my spirit, my spirituality. Spirituality. I don't sound right again. Hold on. Hold on. Of course. Why would I keep it up? Why would I think that I would be able to say it again the next time? Oh, you but How to say spirit. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Spirituality. Spirituality. Spirit chew. It's like, like I say, like Pikachu. Spirituality. <sighs> Has a lot to do with it. So, mom came back from one of these conferences, like, I don't know, like maybe a couple months in after she started doing this hypnotherapy. And we were sitting on the back porch, just talking. She was drinking tea or something. We were hanging out. And I was, I was like, a, I was in junior high, man. And we had this porch light that was on. And... I'll tell you right now, I lived in that house at that point for a couple years, and that light never acted this way. The light was literally flicking off and on. Off and on. Off and on. Craziest thing ever. And I was like, man, like my dad my dad wasn't in the room either. He was he was somewhere else in the house. He wasn't trying to fuck with me. Maybe he was. <laughs> but it didn't seem like it, okay? But we went outside and she and I was like she's just like I'm so she was trying to say she's just in, so in tune with so many forces and she's seen so many things and learned so much new stuff what her mind was capable of and yo they could have just been messing with me I'm just gonna say full disclosure cause y'all might listen to this and be like yo Kellen lost his fucking mind he's that stupid but I swear to you there's I swear my mom was literally she was so I don't want to say it's force sensitive but she literally was affecting this light with her energy her aura I swear to goodness and I'm crazy okay hypnotherapy and the and Reiki teachings which I kind of know a little about but I don't know a lot but just from what I saw through my mom and what they were able to accomplish and what ultimately my sister Sabrina was able to learn and accomplish and I've seen them do. <laughs> There's a lot more to shit than we realize. Now I'm not trying to say this is a definite sign that I feel like there's something on the other side. But I saw some things in junior high, high school that made me a believer that there was some kind of higher power. And I, I don't know. I might have to ask Dad about it. No, I go see him for his birthday soon, and be like, "Hey, you remember that night Mom came back from the hypnotherapy conference, and she and I and she said she's turning light on and off on the porch. Was that you? <laughs> I'd update y'all on that. But that's still not going to affect my belief on what they're doing, because she literally was able to do hypnotherapy consistently and for people and help people with different things. Up until she got sick. And she got sick in 2015. So she she had been doing it for like 20 some years by the time she stopped being able to do it. 
but through what I saw her do, and then just from my, me praying and understanding and what I was told from my from mom, I really always felt like there was another another side, and God was always watching, and you don't break the commandments, and and Jesus gave his life um, so that we could um, all have a second chance, essentially, so there wouldn't be another great flood. And don't quote me on that, but I mean, that's my understanding of it. Gave his life for our, our, for the world so our sins could be washed away. Take this bread and eat of it for it is my blood, for it is my body, and take this wine and drink of it for this is my blood that I give to you. And then I got to college. And then in college, I just kind of got to do it. I went wild as the chair slides underneath me. And I don't mean enough. No, no. I, I went crazy. In high school, I lived 20 minutes away from high school. I was 10 minutes away from junior high. Never had a car. Didn't learn how to drive until I moved out to Morgantown. So I had no way to leave anywhere. And my mom was never someone who was like, you're not going to go do this with girls or hang out with your friends. I want you to know where you're at at all times. I did play basketball in 8th and 9th grade, tried out in 10th grade, did one week of practice, and then I said, this is too much for me, and I quit. And I was into my sports career. And so I was very sheltered. So once I got to Kaiser, of all places, and was on my own and got to cut loose. I was drinking, smoking. That's when I had my first black and mild. Played my first PlayStation 2 game, which is Madden 2002. And uh, maybe 01. And then I uh, played NBA Street for the first time. You know, I, I mean, nobody could tell me nothing. And if it hadn't been for me switching to journalism and actually caring about my classes, like, my music teachers were super lenient on me first semester because they're like, well, you're changing your major, so just show up and we'll give you a passing grade. And that's what I did. Second year was all journalism classes. Um, struggled a little bit with some of the, with some things. Uh, second year, sophomore year, I uh, did well in journalism, kind of let some of the other classes slip. And then my very last year of uh, Potomac State, I I wasn't really going to classes other than my journalism ones, man, and you know, and story of my life. I just told y'all how I messed up my messed up college with the whole Wiz Khalifa. I'm going to make it for making music and stuff. Story, and now here I am telling y'all how I messed up Potomac State. But I I wasn't really that connected, you know. I, I stopped praying and like I'd go home and see mom and stuff, but you know, like I was. I was this 18, 19 year old kid who was just care about girls and hang out with my friends and where I was going to drink next and um, what I was going to get into and what fun I could do without because no one really had reins on me like that anymore. And then I met my friend Mark. Mark was in my wedding, Mark Ford. Mark, uh, I met him because we were both in Jesus Christ Superstar my first year. And somebody told me, oh, well, Mark is gay. And me being dumbass me, I'd never met a gay person. 
So I rolled up in Mark after Jesus Christ Superstar practice, like, really early on. Like, hey, Mark, are you gay? <laughs> Barely knew this dude. He's like, uh, no? What are you talking about? Like, I'm not gay. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm sorry. I was just asking. That's what I heard. I didn't, I didn't know any freaking better, okay? So... Yeah, I just, I just didn't know any better. Anyway, I got to know Mark. Turns out he was gay. Is gay. But Mark also always... Mark was a couple years older than me. But then... The funny thing about Mark... The funny thing about Mark... Well, not even funny. Mark was religious. He would go to church on Sundays. Not every Sunday, because sometimes Saturday would be mad real you know but when he was able he, he would get up and take himself to church and he used to go to this Episcopalian church in downtown Kaiser and there's a few times that he's like hey go to church man I'm like I don't go to church I don't go to church I don't need church I love God and God loves me and we're a happy family that was my whole mantra you know that was kind of an end all be all so I don't just come, come to church for me so I went a few times, and don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that my Aunt Thelma, who is a close family friend of Angel and, and my mother-in-law Janice, um, she's had some health problems recently, so um, prayers up for Aunt Thelma. Great, wonderful woman. <laughs> pretty sure that she, that I saw her there for the first time. And I was sitting in the back. I, I, like, I had thrown on something. I didn't have nice clothes at school. I got a couple dress clothes, but it's mostly stuff I wore every day, you know? And I remember talking to Mark. I was like, hey, I, I shouldn't go up and I can't take communion because I'm not baptized. He's like, go take communion anyway. Because I, I feel like he was singing with the choir, maybe. I think he joined the church choir. Because this was his... That was his second full year at Potomac State. This is my first full year. He's like, go take communion. I'm like, I can't do that. Like, I'm not baptized. I knew that much. So like, oh, they'll go up there. It's, it's no big deal. Go ahead. And so, I did. And I, I mean, you take this bread, you take this wine. and But I always felt so super awkward because I was like, I wasn't supposed to do that. Like, did I just sin by taking communion like I, I didn't know and I don't think after that I ever went back to church with Mark because I was like I can't take communion like and I don't want to just sit there while everybody else goes up and takes communion I don't understand and to this day I barely understand the differences between Episcopalian and Baptist and um, Methodist I don't understand the differences in religion I know that like everybody has, if you're not, if you're not in the religion that a certain person is in, then everybody else is weird, you know. And I've never been in any religion. I know the most about cat Catholicism because that's what I've seen the most through Angel, especially in the last year. But I just, I don't know. There's just so many questions that I still don't have answered about the different ones. So. You know, I ended up meeting up with meeting Angel, and she said she was Catholic. But I forget the first time that she said something about let's go to church, and we went to the 
the, the student Catholic church that's close to campus. And I mean, it was fine. And she and she made a comment to me on the way back. She's like, oh, I always feel good to, to hear the word and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah. And the thing that always bugged me was, and I, I honestly didn't feel this at all until I worked I walked inside of this church we go to currently and I heard our current priest talk and even the um, the other father who used to be there Father Gary who's now moved on somewhere else um, he used to <laughs> he's adorable Father Gary means well he, he even him I would kind of get something out of his homilies but I, she's like, oh, it feels good to get the word and everything. And I was sitting there, I was like, I didn't say this to her. Because, I mean, we were pretty new dating. And I was kind of like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't get it. And for years, I would always build myself up to hear this homily, hear this sermon that in the movies and on TV and even people in real life to like, Oh man, the pre the preacher, the pastor was so good today, and it it was wonderful. And like, I've always seen those black the black pastors, you know, they're like God will set you free, and and you know got the church jumping and dancing, and Blackish made that had that episode about church taking like three hours at one time, and I forget what kind of church that was. Black church takes forever, and they were going to church, and I've always was just kind of waiting. I'm like. When do I find, when does religion talk to me, you know? Because I've always believed in God since I've asked about it. I always believed in Jesus. I always believed the stories that were in the Bible. But I was, I've always been waiting for this moment where it's like, people are like, oh, well, you know, the Lord spoke to me and I've changed my life. I gave up the bottle. I gave up the cigarettes. I gave up the drugs. And I've turned my life over to the Lord. And I live for Jesus Christ. And all, through him, all things are possible. And I believe that all things are po- possible through Jesus Christ, too. But when does the word move me? That's what I've wanted. That's always been the confusing part for me. Which brings us here. Probably not doing any breaks this episode. I made that mistake with the September 11th one. Which brings us here. I've... Angel made a comment to me not that long ago, a few years ago, that if anything ever happened to her, she said, make sure that the priest comes and and does, reads me my last rites. I think that's how she worded it. And from my understanding, last rites is like the final blessing that someone uh, that a Catholic gets maybe it's in other religions that a Catholic gets before they pass away and I was like okay I I will do that for you now never in our 16 year relationship has Angel asked me to join the Catholic Church or convert to um, Catholicism never and I love her for that and apparently her father who passed away in 97 I think it was 97 she's she was 17 no she wasn't it wasn't that now no she was 14 she was in she was in middle school he joined the church later in life and she even mentioned the angel even mentioned this to me last weekend she's like 
dad was always a part of the church and mom never pushed him to become catholic and um he was just always there for for the family and then finally he just made a decision when he was older that he wanted to go through the they call it rci but essentially it's the the courses that you have to take in order to be become catholic and he did it and then eventually when he got sick and passed away i mean he he died a catholic he he was saved so my question has always been do i need saved and do i even want saved because the way that i was raised i was always told if you love god and believe in god then god will take and you do what's right you follow the commandments you don't sin you live a righteous life that essentially when you die you you'll get into heaven but the older I get the more it seems like yeah and you also gotta be baptized and there's nothing wrong with that for someone to I don't want to say think that there's nothing wrong with that process but I've seen a lot of shit (laughs) and I've also I don't know um (laughs) what up bird what up doubt I've seen a lot of bad things happen to good people I sat there and watched my mother barely be able to breathe until she passed away I've never got to the point where, like, I don't believe there's anything on the other side. You always wonder, but I've, well, I've always wondered, but I've never had full faith, no matter what, that there, that when you die, that that's it. I've never had full faith that that, 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 that moment's not it, and then your life stops right there. Like, I was so deep in the rabbit hole with mom that, and I still kind of do, like, she was saying that there was, that she believed in reincarnation and that we always came back as somebody else or something else and learned something different in another life and you're connected to certain people for certain reasons throughout your life and eventually once you've learned all that you learned that's when you get to go to heaven and it's funny because this bird just flew over here on this roof and is checking me out see I, I take that as a sign he's probably up there like messing up my roof because I can hear his little feet pit-pattering. Don't be messing on my roof. Yeah, I see you. See, you just don't know. I don't know, at least. And then not knowing is something that I, I want comfort with. And I know the angel has full comfort knowing that there's something after this. And I should feel that same comfort. But then I'm like, well, what if I'm not baptized? What if... You really have to be baptized. Like, what if this is, like, a major thing? Nobody really knows. So, Angel has never forced it on me. But now that we're essentially members of the Catholic Church, I wonder... A part of me has been wanting no I've no no that's true a part of me has been wanting to just become Catholic 
and do what I need to do through the courses and eventually get baptized and and everything and do the ceremony to make it super official. But I didn't want to do it just for Aaliyah or for Angel. If that's and I know that sounds selfish. But I don't want to become Catholic. And then let's say within the next year or so, we stop going to church for some reason. And it just becomes a becomes a smaller part of our lives. Now, every night before we have dinner, we say our prayer with with Leah. And then before bed, we say our prayers. And so and we're we're instilling faith in Aaliyah. But but what if I don't know a year from now we're just not going to this Catholic church anymore and then it's like did I become Catholic for no reason? But a funny thing keeps happening to me at church. I'll be sitting there and just throughout different parts of the ceremony the ceremony of Mass I'll just be getting emotional. I don't mean like super teary like everybody can see that I'm emotionally moved but I'm definitely welling up multiple times throughout church and it's not like bad welling up I feel like something's happening and I don't know how to explain it there'll be certain songs and Certain listening to the homily, like I, not during the homily normally, because I normally focus in. I'm a podcast listener and a podcaster, so I'm literally laser focused on like the words coming out of our priest's mouth. But during certain songs, uh, during certain prayers, seeing the same people every Sunday, sitting in the same pews, you know. Just seeing how happy that people are to be sharing their love of God with other people. Even for that hour or so it takes for us to get through Mass. It's a very healthy experience. Like, trust me, Sunday mornings roll around like, oh my God, I just want to stay in bed. And I'm sure that even the best practicing Catholic... 60 years in feels that way. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a difference between I want to stay in bed and going to Mass. I go to Mass now and literally like from the moment we stand up for that first song until the, the priest dismisses us like I'm having an emotional response to everything. Like, I feel something. Now, I don't know what it is. I'm, I don't know if I'm feeling the love of God or the power of God or if this is literally what I've been searching for. Like, I'm, I've always said I wanted to understand what it is that people feel. Because the thing is, like, people are always saying, I, I turn my life over to God. And I'll say, and you know, and it's like, you, you've seen, I've seen people who get uber religious and here case in point I have a friend named David Harvey lives in um, Charleston I believe 
used to be a rapper. One of the funniest dudes I ever met, but he was also a genuinely good dude. But this dude had, I mean, he came up rough. He had has kids, um, did drugs, maybe sold some drugs, made some mistakes. Um, but he actually, probably about eight years ago or so, like really started honing his talents in video editing and stuff. And he was doing his music too, but he had just kind of turned his corner as far as you could tell that he was really working on his grind and stuff. And then all of a sudden, one day he's like, he started changing. And like me and him had a pretty good, we had met a few times, we had hung out a few times because of music. But we had a pretty good relationship on Twitter and stuff like that. And I, let me, let me see if I can find this. When he started doing that, it, it's not that it bothered me, but I didn't know how to take it, if that makes sense. Because this dude had been this one one way, like ever since I'd known him, and all of a sudden he had become this religious guy. So once he started taking that path, I was kind of like, eh, you know, I think I'm... I think that's it for me, you know? And it, was, it wasn't a conscious decision. I just knew that I somehow decided to start backing away from him, you know? Um, so, so, I don't know, man. And I, I, and I always felt bad, because I, I really liked David and Dirty Hunt, I, like, I, I considered him a friend. Like, I always thought we were kind of cool. And uh, we got along really well. And I just liked that he was on after singles, me, and we got along really cool. But I, I don't know what it was that triggered it. Because um, I, I found, found the tweet that I sent him. But I had said... There was something that maybe I'd like something of his, um, like a few years ago. Oh, here it is. Yeah. So Post Malone, he reminds me a lot of what what David was when he was Dirty Hun. Okay, like he looks like a lot of what I mean. Not so much his look now, but when he first came out, because um, he switched it up a little bit. I've noticed he's kind of cleaned it down a little bit. But looking at Post Malone. I was like, man, and I said this October of 2017. I said Post Malone pretty much perfected David Harvey's formula when he when he was performing as Dirty Hun. Had to say it. Hashtag 304. And I, I just randomly said that because I was always like, man, he looks like Dirty Hun. Man, he looks like Dirty Hun. And then I came back and said this. Also, David Harvey, I, I owe you an apology. I considered you a friend, and when you got saved... I got scared. And I apologize for that. And I don't know where that came from. It was, I, like, it was just one of those tweets. And I like, said it around ten, uh, late night. I was just like, yo, I, I feel like... I, I feel like I treated you a certain way and you didn't deserve that. Was how I, It was how I felt. And so... He replied back, no problem, bro. I did the same thing. Stop talking to everybody there at the beginning. All good and thanks, man. 
And then 9-5, I mentioned parties. Like, I had to see this, man. And I was like, I just felt like I needed to say that I can't mention the past without embracing the new. Because I, I really hadn't said anything to him since everything changed for him, since he changed his life. And then he, Dave was like, man, I appreciate you for real. Glad you reached out. And I'm feeling, feeling mutual, sir. And I, I don't know <laughs> what prompted me to say that. And I don't know what's making me feel this certain kind of way in church. Like, I'm wondering, do I want to, does a part of me want to be a, do I want to go through the classes and become Catholic? Is this the moment I've been waiting for, for me to feel that embrace? Do I just really get emotional during church and seeing and have such a good feeling that I routinely well up and get that lump in my throat? I don't know. And I, I always thought that one day, Angel and I would walk into a church. I didn't think it was going to be a Catholic one. But Angel and I walk into a church. And we'll really feel like we belong there. And that's what I'll know. That I, I have officially become found, found my home of God so to speak you know because the closest thing to God for me before this church was honestly it's home like looking at being in Cape Bridge and looking at everything and the mountains and the views and the clouds and the sunsets and sunrises and just the beauty in Cape Bridge brings me closer to God every single time. When I post my silly little skyline pics, I, I I don't see it as just like, oh, look at a pretty sunset. Like, I feel like that's... I've always felt like everything that we have is made possible through God and Jesus Christ, man. Like, I, I just do. You know, I just never have had that any further push. And I'm watching it, the sky get dark and the sun setting and the bugs flying around, even that spider that broke my broom, man. And I just know it's all God's work. And I don't think about, like, I've, I've been at this church for a year. And I've always wanted that feeling of being a part of the church. And I wish that Angel's dad was here to ask. And I think handsome Bane is Catholic and I kind of want to talk to him about it a little bit more because I think he was raised Catholic too but I'm like and I think him and uh, Nicole raising their daughters Catholic but it's like is is, is what I am I just am I just that that emotionally vulnerable at this age that church moves me but it's not that it's because I want to become a part of a church or do I honestly feel at home in that building? Like I come in and we dip our fingers in the holy water, we cross ourselves, get to the pew, Angel takes a knee and 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 crosses herself. I take a knee and cross myself. Um, cross myself when um, the priest is is uh, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You know, he does that. I don't do the Luke thing. I kind of did the Luke thing a little bit because it's like 
the cross on your head, the cross on your mouth, and then like the cross on your chest, I think. Or it's, I'm not sure about that. I don't understand that, so I stopped doing it. Um, there's, I respond to everything that's in church. I don't know a few things, like what they say, like the prayer they say right before the Eucharist or before, um, before, uh, communion. I, I don't understand that. I say the Lord's Prayer. Um, I give the sign of peace. Shake hands, smile the whole time, sing the songs. That was always one of Angel's things. Angel's like, when we first went to church, she's like, she knew I had no experience. So she's like, here, read the songs with me and stuff. And ever since then, like, I'll, I don't, I'm not up there, like, killing it, but I'm singing. I can be heard within a certain radius, <laughs> you know? And then when we're done in church, we say, thank you, Father, and we get out the pew and we kneel and we cross ourselves and if we're going out towards our car we'll get the holy water again and do that if we're not doing that then uh, we're going through the back church of the church to take Leah um, to Sunday school and I, I don't know like And then I worry when church is over. I have a very good feeling afterwards, you know? But I'm not the dude who's going to come back to the crib and, you know, like I want to watch football. I'm hungry. We got to start doing stuff. It's Sunday. Got things I want to work on. Got things to post, you know? I'm not that guy who carries it with me and I worry about that too I mean, don't get me wrong I still believe in the Ten Commandments and I'm, I'm trying to be a good person but I mean I still take the Lord's name in vain which my mother was never a fan of I still do that and I'm not meaning to but I am so then it's like is this just something that like I want to be able to carry this feeling all the time and I, and I know it's on me to kind of make tweaks so that I'm not taking the Lord's name in vain. And I don't do it often, but I know I do. And so that the right thing, like, I don't know. I just, like, I'm a, I'm a hater by nature. We talked about this, man. Like, I'm, I'm going to make that awful joke, man. Like, I, I'm, that's just who I am. And it's like, how can I be both, you know? Can one side of me exist without the, with the religious side of me existing? Like, it's supposed to be able to coexist. But it, it kind of bothers me. Like, I'm never going to be the dude who'll be like, like, man, I got some free time. Let me break out my Bible and read a little bit and sit quietly with my thoughts. No, I, I'll be the dude who will sit there and and randomly, what up, God? It's Kellen. What up, you know? <laughs> Just thinking about you. So, so there's a lot weighing on my mind right now. I'm Thomas.
MSDJ Top Professional. I'm Scott McGregor, talented amateur. And we'd like to invite you to join us for our journey through every adventure of the Avengers. No, not that Avengers. You won't find any tights, magic hammers, or fancy shields here. But you will find some supervillains and some hot women in tight leather, so there is that. And champagne. Oh, yeah, lots of champagne. With Umbrella, Charm, and Bowler, that other Avengers podcast, covering the seminal spy series that lasted from 1961 to 1969 on an episode-by-episode basis. Join us as we explore the television series that helps shape pop culture and made an icon out of Diana Rick, Honor Blackman, and Patrick Dean. With Umbrella, Charm, and Bowler. That other Avengers podcast, coming straight towards you every month. Only on the Two True Freaks Podcast Network. Now, the conversation just kind of naturally ends there. Um, the girls came back last night, and I had to get Aaliyah's bathwater started. But, I mean, I think I covered everything that I wanted to. I didn't even expect that I would ever be recording about my uh, faith, so to speak, on pod. But just to sum it all up, where my stopping point was... I haven't even listened to hear what my stopping point was. But I'm involved with the Catholic Church. I'm going with my family. And I don't know if I want to become Catholic. I don't even know if I'm ready to be baptized. I'm having emotional responses during church, though. And I don't know if that's some kind of sign. And... I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm at. So I'm, I guess I'm entering a new phase of faith that I've never dipped my toe into. So I'm sure if anything new in this journey pops up, I'll talk about it. But I just felt like I wanted to sit down and really hash things out. So I appreciate y'all listening to that because it literally was just me talking through my whole religious experience through my 36 years right there and that was the first time I've ever ever done that on that level so hopefully um I mean if if this is if religion isn't for you I mean if you're hearing this part of pod you've already listened to it (laughs) so um that's fine if this helps someone or you know uh, someone can appreciate my journey and learn about their own journey then that's awesome too happy to help but I will go ahead and say Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group a Morgantown West Virginia based podcast collective bringing great podcasts to the people hyphenpodcastgroup.com just click it click it or ticket no (laughs) oh man you can also find every episode of Hyphen Nation on my personal website, hyphenuniverse.com. It's available there as well. Wherever podcasts are sold, you can find Hyphen Nation. That's Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, um, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn app. Um, there's other outlets out there that I know I got to work on getting uh, the pod out to. But most of the time, I know hyphenations on Listen Notes and Chartable and Player.fm. Here's the thing. 
Well, listen to Hyphenation or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. But if you would be so kind to either rate, review, and leave a rating review on whatever platform you're on, or even if you just want to head over to Apple Podcasts and give us give me five stars and leave a review, that'd be greatly appreciated. Um, love to hear the feedback. If you leave any kind of feedback on the pod, I'll read it, good or bad. So if you're like, this dude thinks he's amazing, blah, blah, blah. He talks so much. I can't stand I'll read it. I don't care. Uh, subscribe to the pods on your favorite device so you never miss an episode of Hyphen Nation. And there's now 118 episodes of Fire! Whenever you want it. Just like that. K-Cupcake? Alright. If you want to get a hold of me, B-H-Y-P-H-E-N at gmail.com at B-Hyphen on Twitter hyphen universe on Facebook. There's a spider on my windshield, so I'm rolling up my windows so I can act appropriately. Good night. Good fight. Okay. Also, um, on Instagram, the B hyphen and hyphen university on Facebook. If you want to contact me through hyphen podcast group means hyphen podcast group at gmail.com at hyphen pod group on Twitter, hyphen podcast group on Facebook, and hyphen podcast group on Instagram. The power of positivity is real. Get the negativity out of your life, no matter what you may be, no matter what you have to do, you got to do you. Try, try, try to separate them. It's an illusion. No, seriously, though. Try to have genuine interactions with people. Good, genuine, good interactions with people. I leave that part out, but when I say genuine, I kind of feel like I'm insinu- I'm already insinuating it should be a, a nice interaction. I don't want people to be like, have a genuine, like, like, that is a genuine interaction. I hate everybody. Well, I mean, that's on you. So maybe not have those confrontations, but try to have genuine interactions with people. You never know what the next woman or man is going through. And your little bit of kindness could save their life or someone else's life. You just never know. Okay. Call your mom, hug your dad, dap up your sister, punch your brother, uh, buy your uh, niece a gift, uh, Read a book to your uh, nephew. Hug your kids if you got them. Tell them you love them. Tell them how special they are and how proud of proud of them you are. I, I've never said that one before. Um, write your grandmother a letter. Send your grandfather a telegram. Leave a Facebook. Send a Facebook message to your uncle. Uh, send a tweet to your aunt. Um, instant message or whatever you're instant messaging on. Send that to your godmother and text your godfather. Give people their flowers while they're still here. It is so important because you never know when it's your time to go. Okay? You just never know. No idea. So, with that said, words of wisdom for today. I guess it's only right that since this whole pod has been about religion and God and Jesus and spirituality spirituality I think that's the best I've said it the whole pod um find your little piece of heaven so to speak now you may be an atheist you may be someone who just doesn't believe you know but with that said 
try to just find that that uh try to find something that makes you happy man like and I'm not talking about it being a person like like oh my boyfriend makes me happy my girlfriend makes me happy drugs make me happy no I mean you know we're a pro marijuana podcast here at Hyphen Nation but that's not what I'm talking about find your little slice of heaven like even if it's the smallest thing man if you know there's something that you can do or a place you can go and do that thing for a few minutes or go to that place for a few minutes and be happy in that time frame go do that go go enjoy yourself next chance you get take some time for yourself go enjoy your little slice of, of heaven on earth that's my words for words of wisdom for today <sighs> apologies to markel faults because you're still trash Appreciate each and every one of y'all to listen to me. You can hear the voice, hear the voice, hear the sound of my voice. Every single play means the world to me. And every time that I, I get frustrated and like, oh, yeah, I want to have more plays, and I and like Anchor only says this many plays, but then I look at the iTunes charts and I'm like. Okay, how is the pod charting <laughs> if I'm not getting plays, you know? So I don't know. You know, I, every time I start to get down about my personal plays and how Hyphenation is performing, and every time I'm like, oh, you know what, when 200 rolls around, I'm going to quit the podcast. Um, did I say that out loud? It, you know, I, I just got to remind myself that it's, it's freaking amazing that even one person outside of my immediate friends and family listen to this pod now whether that i mean obviously at this point eric uh lamb marcus maps uh they're all in my they're, they're considered immediate friends and family at this point but in the beginning they weren't i mean i knew them but they literally checked just checked me out for s's and g's man so so the fact that my voice is reaching someone out there and they're listening whether it's for 10 seconds or the whole hour shebang or when me and Marcus get together all bets are off I really appreciate each and every one of y'all to take the time to do that it means the world to me it truly does am I trying to make this fill 10 minutes maybe but I've successfully done that so guys guys where'd everybody go hello And this is why no one listens to the podcast. (laughs) Thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid at exposure.